Before we get into the podcast, I just want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about our Rockstar Coaching Course. The Rockstar Coaching Course is not your typical coaching course, guys. This is an eight-week online coaching course that you as the box owner head coach will go through with your entire team together. I created this course because as much as I've gotten value over the years through courses like the level one, level two, level three, and specialty seminars, I've always felt like something was missing when it came time to translate that information back into a great class experience and in turn a successful gym. As a box owner and coach, I quickly found that soft skills like group management, relationship building, and communication skills were far more important to building a successful gym. So I created the Rockstar Coaching Course to put all those skills in a single course and to do it in a way where an entire team of coaches can do it together, not just the owner or one or two coaches going off and doing it on their own. So if you're a box owner and you're looking to develop a stronger and more cohesive team, upgrade your class experience, confidently coach less classes, and retain more members, then this is the course for you. If you sign up today, use code 7 at checkout, and not only will you receive $100 off, but you'll also receive two 45-minute coaching calls with myself to troubleshoot any area of your coaching and your team development, as well as lifetime access to the course. Head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash course to learn more and sign up. Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're gonna to be sharing our 2019 Intramural Open Playbook. And as I'm recording this podcast, we're a month out from the open, so hopefully this isn't too late for you guys. Hopefully you get something actionable out of this podcast that you still have time to implement to make 2019 your best year yet. But I wanted to kind of cover our evolution as a gym. The Open's always been a big part of the, our community here at CrossFit Palm Beach. This will be our seventh Open now that we'll be celebrating this year. And things have evolved over the years and we have some big changes coming this year that was inspired by my business coach. So I wanted to share our evolution, the changes we're putting in for this year, and hopefully you guys get some good actionable stuff that you can implement to make this your best Open yet. So first and foremost, the Open has been a big part of our community. Um, just to give you an idea, in 2017, we had over 100 people that signed up for the Open through the Games website. Last year, we had over 130 people sign up for the Open through the Games website. And we always do the Open workouts in our Friday classes. That's something we've done for all the last six years. And then uh, a few years ago, we started the Friday night bar fights where at 6 p.m. we don't have any 5 or 6 o'clock class that night. And at 6 o'clock we run several heats and usually we get 40 to 50 additional athletes that didn't do it in class that day that will come on Friday night and do, do it as a, a workout in that competition setting with a crowd there with food, with drinks, and all that good stuff. So it's always been a big part for us. And back in 2017 we added this team intramural open to layer on to the main games open. So the way we do our team or have done the team is we broke broke up our coaching staff into various teams. The last couple of years we did four teams and we did a draft two weeks before uh, the open and we put everybody on a team and then based on their performance, just like they would enter their performance on the games website, we would rank people and assign points. And it was mainly a performance-based competition where the best athletes 
provided the most points and you know the team with the most points at the end of the five weeks had the winning team and we had little participation pieces in there team spirit pieces in there where uh, last year we we added like 50 bonus points for the team that had the most team spirit each week but it was primarily a performance-based competition and um you know the best athletes prevailed in that sense so um, last year we had everyone sign up for the games website that we've done that every single year and then we also had them sign up for our in-house competition separately so they had to sign up for both and both of those were 20 bucks so we always know that the opens 20 bucks but our in-house one has always been 20 bucks as well last year it included a t-shirt which was a team jersey in the color of their designated team so my team last year was the black rhinos and everybody on our team got a black open crossfit palm beach shirt that was designed by our in-house design team so um, that's how we've done it in the past um, another big part of our history has been allowing and almost encouraging retests so We'll talk about this in a later because this is a big change for this year. But in the past, I would say we've had a culture where we've promoted testing and retesting the workout as many times as you want to get the best possible score. And we, in some ways, promoted it because we thought it was a good chance for people to, you know, one time a year do a workout with one strategy and then do a workout with another strategy and see how those compare. And and give them a chance to really learn a lot about themselves over the course of five weeks of what strategies work best for themselves, what types of pacing works best for themselves. So from a com competition standpoint, we really promoted retesting the workout. And honestly, it's it's been a disaster. It's kind of gotten worse every year. But so many people are retesting and people are retesting during classes that Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays were just were just a nightmare. And especially Monday nights, those last two or three hours before the scores were due, um, our classes were a mess. And the people who were in class got a really poor experience during the Open, during the five weeks of the Open, because there were so many people retesting and distracting from those classes. So that's one of the big changes we'll get to in a second here. But that's kind of where we've been over the last six years at CrossFit Palm Beach, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about where we're going now. So a lot of these changes to this year's Open was really inspired by my business coach, our business coach at CrossFit Palm Beach, Tyler Sullivan. So I want to give a shout out to Tyler for a lot of his input, um, and he actually has a podcast on the Jim Wright podcast from last year at this time where he breaks down his open structure and how they do kind of the weekly challenges. So I'll be sharing a lot of those elements, but if you want to get even more info, you can definitely check out that podcast. Um, and Tyler is the owner of Badger CrossFit if anybody wants to check them out. But the big rule, the big rule change for this year that we're implementing is one and done. Okay. So the way we're going to structure the one and done this year is that only the first score, the first attempt at the open workout is going to count towards your team score as it relates to the in-house competition. Okay, so that's gonna be a big change where in the past people could redo, retest it multiple times and they were able to submit their best score. They can still do that for the games website if they're signed up on the games website, but for the purposes of the in-house scoring, only the first score, the first attempt, is going to count towards that in-house scoring. 
So not only is this, are we discouraging the one and done, but the incentives are lined up to promote the one and done. Okay, and then we're gonna use SugarWad, since we've been using SugarWad for about the last uh, six to eight months now, we're gonna use SugarWad as our leaderboard for the Open. So our coaching staff, fellow members will kind of police each other with that to make sure that the score entered into SugarWad is in fact their first score. I'm sure over the course of five weeks, something will slip through the cracks, but for the most part, it's gonna be us policing each other to make sure that first score in SugarWad is their first attempt. And that's what we're gonna use for that leaderboard, okay? So people will still have the ability to retest over, you know, over those five weeks, but because the first score is gonna be the only one that's counted, it's gonna really discourage that. And then we're making anybody who retests require a coach's approval. So they will have to communicate with a coach of why they wanna retest, where they, what, when they plan to retest to make sure that it's not happening during class times. And then any workout after Friday has to be performed during open gym. And that's gonna be a big change that we do this year. Um, whether someone is retesting or they're doing it for the first time, if it's not happening on Friday, it has to happen during open gym hours. Um, one of our core values, I've talked about it in other podcasts, is the class comes first. And that's something that we're really bringing to the open this year is that after Friday, we want that class experience to be valued and to be prioritized over an individual's retest. I would highly recommend across the board, all of you guys that are listening to this, employ that one and done strategy this year and make the open more fun for your members. You know, the big way that we're selling this to the members is that Friday comes, you hit the workout hard, you give everything you got, and then for the five weeks of the open, you still enjoy your weekends. You get your weekends back. You're not refreshing the leaderboard. You're not stressing over you know, moving up 100 or 1,000 places. You're still giving it everything you got. You still might care about you know, giving points to the team and all that and making it a competitive environment, but you're not stressing about those little minor details and losing five weeks of your life because you're stressing about something that really does not matter at all. So when you guys are selling this, I'll have the blog post that we use to kind of describe this to the members and announce it to the members. And when you're announcing it in classes, make that part of the sales pitch of one and done is if this is your first year doing it that way, okay? Another thing that we're gonna be doing is moving up the scoring submission date. So we're gonna move the scoring submission up to Sunday night instead of Monday, which is typically used on the game's website. And the reason we're doing this is one, to keep people from doing the workout in those Monday classes and to just further have incentives to make sure it's done Friday or over the weekend. But another reason is that we, it gives us a chance to put a bow tie on the previous week and get the scoring wrapped up, get the uh, knockout performances wrapped up and the team spirit awards and all those things we'll talk about in a second, get those things awarded and talked about on Monday. And then we're gonna have a brand new week of challenges and things we're gearing up for for the next week. So one of the things that's always kind of bothered me about the Open is how much each workout lingers. And by moving up that scoring submission deadline to Sunday night or even earlier, for some of you guys may wanna move it up earlier, this allows us to start each week fresh, thinking about that next workout and not stressing about the previous week's workout. 
Another thing that we're going to be doing as well is more teams. So not a big change for us, but we have so many people that are bought into the open that we're trying to now have less people, less uh, people per team and more teams. So each team is more tight knit. We're going to be going to five teams instead of four teams this year. So I'd highly recommend um, having more teams and, and having more tight knit teams. And then once you have your teams defined, you can do things like Facebook groups, text message groups, and the smaller the group is, the more people are going to be bought in and wanting to contribute to that team. Um, the only reason we don't do more teams actually is because our teams are based on shirt color. We provide a jersey and there's kind of limited choices when it comes to shirt colors that we want to use. So um, we keep it to five teams so everyone can get like a good shirt color that they want to wear, not just during the open, but then after the open as well. Um, another thing that we changed this year is we have a higher buy-in this year. So people don't have to register on the game's website this year. They can only register for our in-house competition. And most people, as it looks like right now, are only going to sign up for our in-house competition. So the in-house competition is now 30. It includes a t-shirt, um, which is a cost of 10, 12 bucks to us. And it's going to be a, a, a shirt in their team colors. So the way that we do this is we are going to do our draft on the, the sign-up deadline will be Wednesday, February 6th. We're going to do our draft on Thursday, February 7th in our coaches meeting. And then on February 8th of Friday, we'll have the order in of t-shirts with all the designated team colors and sizes. So right now people are signing up with their name and shirt size. And then we, once we do the draft, we'll have their team color to go with the shirt size that we already have. So $30 buy-in that gives us about 15 to $18 of profit on each person that we can use towards the open and for us the open is not a chance for us to really make money and, and we probably still lose a little bit of money on it but our goal is really to break even on it and to create a really great community experience the thing i want to talk about next is scoring and how we do the actual scoring for the inter intramural team open and how we're thinking about it differently from years past so as i mentioned earlier in this podcast in years past, it's been primarily a performance-based competition. There's been little opportunities for bonus points with like a weekly team spirit award, but it was such a minimal factor compared to just who performed the best, who RX the most workouts, and so on. So this week, this year, we want to tip the scales a little bit away from performance. We still want it to be a performance-based competition. And we want to value the participation, the team spirit side a little bit more. And we also want to incorporate a really great retention and marketing tool that I'm stealing from, from Tyler, my business coach. And by the way, he does his strictly based on participation and team spirit. They don't even factor performance in at all. So if you're a gym that feel like that's a good direction for you, you may want to consider something like that. But we have a, a pretty competitive community still. And and they like to have that performance way into it. So we're just trying to have a better balance of both. But the uh, the points, the way that we're going to do points, one of the big ones is going to be weekly social media challenges. And I would highly recommend stealing this, guys, because this is not just going to be about getting buy-in and retention for your open and making it more fun, but it is going to be a great organic marketing opportunity for your gyms. So every week on Monday we're gonna release a new social media challenge 
that individuals can get points for their team by completing that challenge. And it's just going to be one a week. And if a person does it, they're going to get points towards their team score. Um, so some of the challenges that Tyler told us about that, that we're probably going to steal this year is things like uh, getting at least three people's to, to people to do burpees in public, somewhere not at the gym, or a photo of you doing a handstand or a plank in a public place. Um, another one I really like was doing a Turkish getup with an odd object or somewhere outside the gym. Um, another one which is good for marketing is posting a picture of an animal or a baby wearing a CrossFit Palm Beach t-shirt or some sort of CrossFit Palm Beach gear. It could be a sticker. Um, we have bracelets. It could be something like that. Um, another cool opportunity is scavenger hunts. So you can do scavenger hunts around local businesses. You could even incorporate your sponsors, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So one of our plans was our local coffee shop, who the owner is a member of the gym and they typically sponsor our events, is we're going to incorporate some kind of scavenger hunt or some kind of they have to do something fitness related at the coffee shop during one of the weekly challenges. So that would be a great way to get one of our sponsors business as well as get more um, organic promotion for our own gym. And then he always recommends for the final week that you should do something that really is more kind of deep and emotional that is going to really be a key marketing piece for you. So he recommended having everyone answer a question like, how has CrossFit changed you or why you CrossFit? Why do you CrossFit? And you can do this with like an eight and a half and 11 by 11 standard sheet of paper where people write their answer on that sheet of paper. It's a common thing you see um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and people can promote why they CrossFit to all their friends and family members that have kind of been roughly following their antics over the last five weeks. So highly recommend stealing something like that for your last five weeks. And then in order for your posts to count for any of the weeks, they should be using specific hashtags. So they should be using your gym's name, CrossFit Palm Beach. They should be using your team name. Our team name this year is the Black Mambas. And then in the open would be the third hashtag that they should use. So everyone should use those three hashtags. So that way the team is represented, the gym's represented, and, and people get an idea that this is about the open. Okay. Other ways that people can get points for their team that we're going to use is they can be the knockout performance of the week. So that's going to be Friday night, the best performance. And it's not the best by who's highest on the leaderboard. It's the best based on effort and we and then the person that we felt worked the hardest and gave it their their all and their most effort so that person's going to be selected by vote nominated by their team captain and the winner is going to get points to their team weekly team spirit award so the team that has the most attendance that's showing off their team colors they have the most highest percentage of people wearing the team jersey they brought signs right all these different things they're going to be awarded the Team Spirit Award for that week. And then I know some gyms do like theme days where they have people dress up. For us, we always make it about our colors. So we're the Black Mambas. Everyone on our team's got to wear black on Friday, whether they do it in class, whether they come to the Friday night bar fights. And that's how they can show that team spirit and, or, and earn points for their team. Okay. So a couple little miscellaneous things I want to touch on here to kind of wrap things up. First is prizes. So um, prizes, I wouldn't make this super serious. I would kind of just make it as a fun thing. 
I think one thing that people would value that would be worth it is to do some kind of event or barbecue. So whoever is on the winning team, they might get a team barbecue or something on the final week or the week after the Open. That would be a nice prize that I think will get people to maybe push a little harder but won't make it so competitive that people are getting being shady and, and treating other teams with disrespect. Right? You don't want to have a prize that's so substantial that, that people start going over the top to, to win this thing. There should be a little bit of an incentive. Um, we're still deciding on what ours are, but you know, you want to have something that like an event or barbecue where people appreciate it. It has value to it, but people aren't going to be fighting and, and doing crazy stuff to win it. Um, another thing that people do is just to, to have like cheesy trophies of some degree. So for our knockout performance a couple years ago, we took a lifting belt, an old lifting belt and bedazzled it with a bunch of like crazy plastic jewels and stuff like that. And it was just a really fun thing that we could get a picture with. I know Tyler does like a Stanley Cup uh, type trophy that sits in the gym all year long with the winning team's name on it. So little cheesy things like that are cool. And I think you're better off with prizes, keeping it fun rather than too serious. Sponsors. Okay. Sponsors. I know a lot of people want to hear about this. Um, you can certainly get super elaborate with this. You could have a title sponsor. You could have sponsors for each week. Again, for us, we're trying to keep this fairly low on the time-consuming side and to get enough money to help us break even over the five weeks. So the way we work our sponsorship is we have a weekly sponsor and that sponsor is uh, responsible for either providing food. So if they're a food-based organization or business, then they can provide $200 or more of food. If they're a non-food-based organization, they can provide us with a $200 donation, $200 cash that we can use towards food for that week. So we keep it really simple. They get a couple shout outs in social media. They can have a, uh, a physical presence that week um, during our Friday night bar fights. They get, they get mentioned in our weekly email that we send out to our thousand plus subscribers. So we keep it really simple. $200 flat rate and they get some small kind of recognition for it along the way. Another thing I wanted to mention is trying to save your time and your coach's time over the five weeks of the Open. And it's it's always such a, not a surprise to me, but it's it's after the five weeks, it's always pretty overwhelming and you, you forget about how much work goes into it. So one of the best tips I want to give all you guys for yourself as the owner and the coaches is that don't step in and judge everybody. When people are asking to be judged, your first inclination needs to be to help find them someone to judge them, okay? Especially when you have people testing and retesting multiple times, it should be a group effort where that person is judging other people just as much or more than they're being judged themselves. So if they wanna test it two or three times, they better be judging four or five, six times and helping out. And when you're an owner and your coaches, you can get stuck judging multiple people in a day and just really eat up a lot of time doing that. So highly recommend when you have someone coming to do it, if they asking for a judge, you said, great, yeah, let me help you out. Let me help you find someone. Okay, someone else is going to be doing it right after you. Okay, you guys are going to judge each other. One person is going to go first. Another, another person is going to go right after. Rather than everyone wants to go at the same time and then they need multiple judges that are not testing themselves. I don't think that's fair to you. I don't think that's fair to your coaches. So just, just value your time over the next five weeks of the Open. 
photography and video is a topic I want to cover. And this is something that we took a, took a look at last year of just how much we were spending in this regard. And I think the, the way CrossFit has changed and evolved, it's, it's less valuable to provide a lot of photos and videos from the open. We used to do a ton of uh, photos where we'd post them to Facebook. We'd put together like video clips, you know, like really like motivational style two, three minute videos that show people doing the open workouts. And I think that was cool for a few years, but I think the way the markets evolved, that stuff is becoming less and less valuable. We're, we're not hitting that hardcore fan as much anymore. And it's a lot more the everyday person that doesn't really respond to that. They don't really relate to that. So I would recommend doing the bare minimum from a photo and video standpoint, just take a few photos each week, you know, put that stuff on social media, use it to promote the next week stuff. But don't spend hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars to create these really, you know, cool summaries of the open because it's just not going to help you from a marketing standpoint when it comes to getting your ideal client in the gym. It's just a little bit too much of an intimidating photo. You know, you got people with clipboards watching other people do workouts. And most people who are going to be joining your gym, they don't want to, they're, they're afraid they're going to be watched when they're doing a workout. So those photos aren't going to really be helpful to you. When it comes time to use it during for marketing, I'd rather you save your money and, and capture a true class experience um, for someone to see. Skill seminars. So this is a way you can promote the open. This is a way you can make some more money leading up to the open. Last year we did skill seminars for things like double unders and toes to bars and muscle ups leading up to the open. I think we did them for free or maybe a small charge. And that was really just to kind of hype up the open and, and help people get their first of something, get their first double under, get their first toes to bar. And this year it doesn't look like we're really gonna do any of that stuff. We just started a new um, accessory programming, a one-on-one coach individualized programming at our gym. So we kind of feel like it would maybe take away from that a little bit right now. So we don't have anything in the works. We may add one or two, but something to think about if you're a gym that has coaches that, that wanna teach these skills and you're looking for a way to make additional revenue in the coming weeks before the open. Another random thing that I want you guys to check out, um, especially the owners out there, is a brand new podcast called Talking Elite Fitness with Sean Woodland and Tommy Marquez. So most of you guys know them from being the announcers and the, the main coverage of the CrossFit Games and the regionals and the open in years past. And they have a brand new podcast talking about really the changes to the media side of the Open and the CrossFit Games. And I don't think it's going to have a huge effect on your intramural team competition, but I I don't think it hurts to know about this stuff. And just to know, to be able to keep your members informed about how things might be different. It doesn't look like we're going to have the Open announcements this year. Neither one of those guys are, are affiliated with CrossFit anymore. They were both fired from CrossFit. So just to hear that story is pretty interesting. But... They have a brand new podcast, Talking Elite Fitness. Their very first episode was released about a week or two ago, and it covers all these things, all the changes to the Open and and, and how things evolved after last year's game. So highly recommend checking that out just so you have a little bit more background information of what's going to happen with this year's season and seasons ahead. And then when it comes to time to promote this in-house to your members, Really, this should have already started, but if you're listening to this podcast and it hasn't started yet, um, hopefully we'll help you get it out fast. So 
you wanna get this announced via a blog post. And I'm gonna give you guys our exact blog post that we use to announce this, and you can steal that and edit it for yourself. But get that online on your website, get that printed and posted around the gym. Start talking about it in every class as, as your announcement, and also start to promote it in social media on your main posts and your stories, okay? It doesn't have to be a huge deal. You don't have to be talking about it every single day on social media, but just regularly start to talk about it, especially in those stories to get people to sign up. And next to our blog post, we have our blog post printed and on the back of our whiteboard. Next to that, we have a sign-up sheet where people can put down their name and they can put down their t-shirt size and whether they wanna pay with cash or whether they wanna pay with their account and they can circle one of those. So we'll have their t-shirt size when we do the draft and then we'll be able to order those t-shirts right away, we'll be prepared. And just to give you an idea of where we're at, we already have 53 people signed up for our in-house open. We only have eight people signed up for the game's website as of right now. So you can see that differential between the two. Big gap this year and I expect that gap's gonna continue to increase I'm expecting we'll get close to 150 for our in-house team competition. We'll probably get less than 50 on that games website that actually care to see how they stack up against the world. So if you guys want the, the blog post that I mentioned, head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash 2019 open, and I'll have the uh, exact blog post we use to post to our website and send to our members to announce this. But Hopefully this helps. If you guys have any other questions, send me an email, Andrew at CrossFit Palm Beach, and we'll be talking to you soon. Hey guys, this is Andrew again. Thank you for listening to the Seven Figure Box podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We're on a mission to help box owners around the world create their dream gyms whether that means building a seven-figure gym or simply creating a gym that they love showing up to each day. So please leave us a review and share this episode with a fellow coach or gym owner that could benefit from this information.